Hello, and welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I'm Dana Marie Rockmore, the founder of the Dinner Party Project and co-founder of The Welcome House. I'll be inviting intriguing guests over to my home to chat about some of my favorite things, cocktails, story, the Enneagram, and rest. Hello, it's Dana Marie. Thanks as always for listening in. And I can't wait to share this week's um, guest with you. A, she is a quite dear friend of mine. Before we get into that, I wanted to share about the cocktail that was made, which um, I had a cocktail for myself. Um, and made, my friend Major doesn't drink, so I kind of made hers without um, the Tito's. But it is quite possibly, it's three ingredients and insanely simple, somewhat healthy, and pretty delightful. So um, I went to New Moon Market, which is uh, located in College Park, and then they also have one in downtown, so I swung by that one. But they do cold-pressed juices, which I love, and with the holidays and all the things, um, I just wanted something that was like really fresh and hopefully health conscious. So I bought one that was called Purple Haze. It is coconut water, carrot, beet, lemongrass, ginger, turmeric, and lime. And it is very kind of a strong flavor, but I think it's good. And it actually goes nice in a cocktail. I put Tito's with it and then topped it off with tonic water. So there you go. Super easy. In this new year, it'll be maybe something that would be great to help detox and do the things. Maybe if you're drinking, this is a little healthier alternative to a drink, a cocktail. So anyway, um, uh, Major is the guest today and she is someone that I have known for quite a while and have been pretty great friends with for most of that time that I have known her. We just kind of really headed off when I met her way back when. And she is just an incredible publicist around town. And if you don't know her, she's really kind um, to interact with. And she's incredibly talented, but doesn't like put airs on, which I think is really lovely and refreshing. And she's worked with so many amazing, incredible um, restaurants and chef around town. And then the amazing thing is she's done such amazing like national work. So, you know, getting placed in like Martha Stewart and Better Homes and Gardens and just um, different publications that people are um, reading and, and finding out about things that are happening in Orlando. So I think she's someone that's helping to put Orlando on the map in the work that she has done and she continues to do. And just her level of um, work ethic is always inspiring to me. And we're very different. And so I always look to her as someone who really knows how to execute a job with excellence. Um, and she does that on like so many levels. I only do it on one or two. And she just has so many different things that she aspires to. And so it's always been a pleasure to have her in my life. So I'm hoping that you'll enjoy this podcast with Major and hopefully you're having a wonderful new year. Hey, Major. Welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Cheers to us doing this. Yes. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. BD. So BD, it is BD, mm-hmm. which is not um, 
usually my jam, but I know mm-hmm. it's so healthy and looked beautiful. It's very healthy. Very healthy. So today is a little bit different because mine is alcoholic and yours is not. Yes. Which is totally cool. We get the best of both worlds. We get mm-hmm. cocktails for me and a... Um, zero proof. A zero proof cocktail yes. for you. So we're still having cocktails. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So I made this one as as easy as it could be, and um, I know that you do love juice, so I swung by New Moon. I appreciate that. I love your juice. Organic juice bar, just for you. Appreciate it, Dee. Yep. Um, so this one is called Purple Haze, and I had to bring the bottle out here because I was like, I'm never going to remember all the things that are in it, but it is really good. Mm-hmm. It's strong. very strong. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely very strong. Um, but it's got coconut water, um, carrots, beets, avi, uh, lemongrass, ginger, turmeric, and lime. I definitely taste the ginger. I definitely taste the ginger yeah. and the beets. Yeah. Yeah. It's just beet and ginger. That's all I taste. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't taste the coconut as much. No. But still good. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be better for it. I paired mine with some Tito's vodka, mm-hmm. obviously, and then I topped both of us off with some tonic water, which is my favorite. I like tonic water too. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Some people can only do club soda and I just cannot stand club soda. So, hmm. mm-hmm. but this is good. It is very good. So I hope that you're quite enjoying it. So I'm usually asking my guests if they have like a go-to drink or a cocktail bar in town that they like. Yes, I actually do. Oh, even though I'm not a drinker, I yes. used I used to um, indulge in, yes. in all types of beverages. And um, my favorite drink in the past and still today mm-hmm. is a Moscow Mule. Mm. And I used to love anything with Saint Germain. It was just, just so good, oh. light and easy. And my most favorite drink, even though I get it as a mocktail, is at Hawker's. So if you go to their Windermere location, they have like a full bar there. Yes. And they have a Malaysian mule. And it's super gingery, which is like my thing. Yeah. So it's super gingery. I just get it without, you know, the alcohol. alcohol. And it still tastes so good. And um, they have like a candied piece of ginger in there. And Mm -hmm. it's just. It's just like a little treat. Mm-hmm. And it's good because I like spicy food. Okay. So it goes really well with like their pad thai. Balancing out. Yeah. Or their yes. migarang. Just all the stuff I like. <sighs> all I the know. stuff I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's good. All the Asian foods. Yes. Yes, Asian food. So a Moscow Mule kind of in the past had been your go-to yes. beverage of choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Delish. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too much. But I loved it when I would go out to eat and, you know, just mm-hmm. get a mule and maybe two of those with some spicy food. And I was a happy camper. Yeah. So I still like it today. I okay. just get it to, you know, my preference. Sure. And it's good. It's still good. Lots of flavor. Lots of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. ginger. Um, Since you don't maybe hit up many cocktail bars mm-hmm. as much, maybe you go when you go to um, different restaurants, but I know coffee is more your thing. Can you give me like top three coffee (laughs) shops that you love to hit up? Oh man. So why? Lay it on me. I will lay it on you. Um, Coffee is like near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Like cocktails to you. We talked about this. I like coffee to me. I am a bean 
uh, or cherry girl, as I should say, when I'm using my proper lingo. But um, the first time I fell in love with coffee was actually at um, what's the what's the cupcake shop? Um, Two birds? Nope. Uh, is blue bluebird? You say two birds or bluebird? I said two birds, but it's oh, bluebird. It's bluebird. Yeah. <laughs> We're in sync. Good lord! I know. Um, bluebird, bluebird, big shop, big shop, and Audubon. Print, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I like ever really started to like indulge like in coffee. Mm-hmm. So this is about 10, 11 years ago. They, yeah. I believe they've reopened now okay. with new owners. But um, I used to go in there and just get an iced coffee with some milk, and it was amazing. Were you then, at UCF at this time? No. I had started no. my first job. Okay. And I worked in Mills 50. Okay. So we would stop by there and get coffee and a cupcake, and I was the happiest camper. Then I got introduced to the coffee that's served at Dandelion. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm more biased to the roaster than I am the place because they use Golden Hills and it's a, a local roaster here. I okay. know you don't know, Nine. but it's so good. Yes. So quick coffee lesson. Okay. So like maybe a wine. Um, you've had wine before. I know you're not a wino, but you've had wine, right? I have had wine. Of course I've had wine. Okay, okay. Do I enjoy it? Not That's, really. We're not here to talk about if okay. you enjoy it or not. But the, as you can tell, there are different types of wine, right? So um, depending on how how it was. Varietals. Yeah, the varietals. So the same thing acidity. can be with coffee. And depending on how um, the coffee is grown and how it's roasted, it can pick up and bring out different flavors when you drink it. Okay. So I love coffee that is typically a medium roast that has chocolate notes and like caramel like undertones so very like nutty that vibe some people like bright and acidic and like floral coffees that's not my jam at all so Golden Hills Does, and has the roaster that. has to do with that, not the coffee beans themselves. It has to do with the bean. It has to do with the roaster. It's a little bit of a complex situation. Okay, we're not gonna go there today. Okay, but with all of those things that influence yeah. how it all influences how the coffee tastes, and then sometimes people will put little things in their coffee, like milks or syrups. Mm-hmm. And I'm a really like straight to the point type of person with my coffee. I don't really do, do you not like put syrups. anything in it? A lot of times I'll just drink it black. So that I do not understand. It's okay. Because coffee I'd like if it has enough sugar and cream in it. Mm-mm. Like coffee ice cream. Oh. A coffee milkshake. Okay. A coffee if if there's if it's a latte that has so if it's so much like it's not coffee anymore, which I understand it's not coffee anymore. Yeah. But so that's you the like point at what I coffee with your milk. <laughs> yes. yes. I, was, I like coffee with my milk because I I like the flavor of it, but I could never fathom drinking oh, I a love cup it. of black coffee. It's so good. But I like cold brew. So I'm really like a hot, I mean, an iced coffee drinker. Okay. I'm not into your hot cups of really anything besides maybe like a chai or something like that. So... Back to my list. It's expanded over the past couple of years, but Golden Hills for sure. Okay. Which you can find at Dandelion and at Sanctum. Um, so their cold brew is fire because they use the same okay. beans. Um, Credo, of course, they are like OG to me when they it comes to a really good cup of cold brew. Okay. And is cold brew pretty much your only order these days or do you? No. So here's the new thing. It's cold Ooh. this morning. Oh, I still drink it. 
Cold Brew. Yeah, Cold okay. Brew. But my newest love, okay. it's like near and dear to my heart, almost obsession right okay. now, is Café Con Leche. It's so good. Where do you find a good Café Con Leche? Black Bean Deli. Black Bean Deli. Oh. <laughs> and it's funny because um, I used to work for this a previous PR firm. I work for a PR firm now, but... My last agency, um, we used to represent Cafe Bustelo, which ah, is the, yeah. the company that the they coffee use. That they but I never liked it. I'm like, eh, who wants espresso? Like, I never thought of it as interesting. Kind of like how you look at coffee. That's the way I looked at it then because I okay. only wanted cold brew. So I went there, my husband and I, and we decided to taste it. And my order of choice is the Cafe con Leche with oat milk, half sweetened. So that it's not too sweet or sugary. So I really want to taste like, I want it to be strong espresso, but have like a hint of sweet. And then the oat milk just kind of makes it like Levels this beautiful it out a little, little bit. Um, yeah. Like makes it not as intense. It's still maybe? intense. It's still but intense. But it's like when you taste it, it gives you this like, um, like you taste the beans. It's so good. <laughs> But it's like milky and smooth at the same time. I am so you know what I mean? glad you're nerding out about this. I know. Yeah. I could do this all day. Well, uh, literally. how much time do you have? We're just getting started. Well, I'm always here, so That's I true. have all day. <laughs> Fair enough. So top of your list would be Bluebird. Mm-mm. Nope. Top of my list. Dandelion. Is Golden Hills. Roaster. The roaster. Okay. So Um, getting that wherever you can find it. Wherever I can find it. Mainly at Dandelion, though. They're like my people. Right. They know me by name. I love them. Okay. Credo, for the simple fact of quality of um, service, quality of bean, Mm -hmm. just the all-around business is legit. Yep. And um, just, you know, that Café Con Leche one is just like, I just want, it's like a good... Sunday morning before chirp, church vibe. They open at chirp. seven, chirp, yeah. yeah, church vibe. Like, I think they open at seven. I can go pick it up and go grocery shopping at Trader Joe's and do it all before I hit the road. All right. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's intense for me. It's but good. I love it. I know you it's love like it. you and cocktails. D in cocktails, major in coffee. Major in coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for walking us through that. You're welcome, That's pretty guys. great. If anybody wants to talk to me about coffee at any time, right. just hit me up. <laughs> So speaking of Credo, mm-hmm. I th- I believe that that is how we initially met. That is the how very we met. first time mm-hmm. back in also around 2011. 11. Yeah, yeah, probably 11. 12, 12. Really? 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't think I started working with them until 2012. I'll roll with whatever you and, say. Okay. It was circa. It's circa that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 11, 12, which is pretty. Unbelievable, because we're about to enter into a new, new decade. decade. I know. Which is just like... Mm-hmm. Yep. I, times are flying. Times are flying. I cannot believe, and I don't know that I'm ready, but it's coming whether I'm ready or not. So the next topic that we're going to move into is really fun for me because it is so unique to every single person that mm-hmm. we don't really have a choice about like where we're placed in this universe. We just get dropped <laughs> off in a place. It's true. We don't choose our parents. We don't choose our family of origin. We don't choose our socioeconomic status. There's nothing that we have control over. And then we get to earth and then we're fumbling, fumbling through it, you know, until we can find our purpose and then start walking in that and yeah. cre- create our own world and our own life. But most of it is 
handed to us. It's handed to us, mm-hmm. and then it is how we're shaped, I think, by the the impressionable years of growing up and absolutely all all of all of that stuff. Um, but I would love to know what it was like growing up um, with your family of origin. Ah, uh, my was special family. Your special family. My family is pretty legit. Um, I'm so grateful for my upbringing. Um, it was pretty unique. Mm-hmm. So my mom and dad actually are from here in Orlando, Altamont, to, okay. to be specific. And they were school friends who turned into lovers. <laughs> <laughs> and they got married, and my dad joined like the military. post high school? No, like college? in school, like like grade school. Like they grew up around the corner from each other. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Super okay. Close. So my parents, um, they got married and after I, high school or during high school. Uh, semantics, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But they were young. They, my, it was probably right after, probably when my dad graduated from high school. So okay. my dad's a couple years older than my mom. Oh, got it. So um, my dad joined the army. And he moved to um, Germany and he took us. So I was born in Columbus, Georgia, which is near Fort Benning Air Force. I mean, it's an army base. Okay. And then we moved to Germany. So I lived in Germany for maybe like three, maybe four years when okay. I was a child. Um, I don't really remember anything. I just know the photos and want to look at them. But my sister and my brother, they went, they did a little bit of school in Germany. So you were very, very young. Yeah, I was very young. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we moved to New York, upstate New York. And that's where I grew I up. I know that. Mm-hmm. So my family was there when I was a child together, my mom and my dad. And then okay. they got a divorce. Okay. When they got a divorce, my dad went on many tours through many wars. So my dad fought in like Kuwait and mm. just all these like um, Iraqi war, like everything. He mm-hmm. was in all those wars and my mom decided to stay in upstate New York. So that's where I grew up my entire life. How old were you when they separated? Um, maybe I was like in the third grade. Okay. Maybe before that. I was young. Yeah. I remember things, but I was definitely so like young. nine or 10 or yeah, something? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe a little bit younger. So... They got a divorce, and my mom decided to stay. Her options were, of course, if they stayed together, we would have moved to Korea. But my mom was a hairstylist. Okay. So she had her own shop. It was called Ebony's Attitude, and she did the best hair in town. Mm-hmm. And um, she decided to stay, and it was, I'm sure, so challenging for her to be hundreds of probably, what, thousands of miles away from her friends and family here in Florida. Sure. But she decided to keep us there because, of course, like New York's school system is amazing. Mm. And she had a business and we had great friends and started to, like, you know, dig up roots in the community. So we stayed there. and I Dig up roots? Yeah. Plant roots? Plant roots. Same yeah. thing. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. How many kids were in your family? Um, I have I know an older not- brother and older sister. Right. But now I have a lot more siblings due to marriage and blending of families. But at that time. It's just my brother and my sister and Three my mom. kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she's home with, not home, but she's there with three kids. Yeah. And your dad is traveling for work mm-hmm. in the sense of the military. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister stepped up. That's and a lot. did 
a lot of work. My mom worked full time, you know, so she did the very best she could mm-hmm. and she she did a great job. Um, but my sister, she would cook meals and do all the things and step up. Mm-hmm. And um, it caused me to be very independent and mm-hmm. um, self-reliant in a lot of ways. I started to work really early. I My first job was we would get candy from on post. On what? On post, which is a military word. It's like on the base of the military, like the military base. Okay. If you're a civilian, you don't have like someone with like a military ID, you can't get on base. So it's like, it's like security reasons and such. So people live on base and then people live off base. Okay. And um, so we go on base because back then you could get like a candy bar for like 25 cents. So my mom would, we would buy a bunch of candy bars and I would flip them at school for a dollar. Uh-huh. So I used to have them like in my backpack and I would sell. Uh-huh. And then uh, You're the candy dealer. I was a candy dealer. And it was great too. So um and then I got my first job at Arby's at the age of thirteen. Yeah. Damn. And then my fast food career started there. Okay. So from Arby's to yeah, girl. McDonald's and you know, then I started getting some mall jobs and stuff. So I moved mall down jobs. here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mall jobs. I moved down here and finished my last year of high school, which was really hard. Um, having to. Did you your know, whole family relocate? So or my sister just, graduated and okay. she went to UCF. She came here. And then my brother graduated and my mom was like, let's go. So it was great. You right. know, left my and friends. Your, her whole family was here. And your dad's whole family. They're here. Right. Yep. So. I came here, I went to school, and then I thought I would move back up to New York. I thought I was, you know, going to go to the city and go to school. Ah. This was, you know, the typical trajectory. Mm -hmm. Or Syracuse University, great school. And um, I ended up going to UCF. How far were you from New York City when you were growing up? Four hours. Oh, four. Okay. So like here to Miami. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I ended up going to UCF and it was the best decision I could have ever made. Mm. So yeah my little life in a nutshell what was kind of like the vibe or the feeling or like the tone of like living in your household was it like calm and peaceful was it chaotic Uh, was it tension was it loving was it it was it was always busy okay and I really remember just enjoying life with my brother Mm -hmm. so my sister she's older than I am maybe six years or so okay so I probably wasn't like her favorite person to hang out with back then, you know? Yeah. She was older. She had like boyfriends and whatever. So my brother and I are maybe like three years apart. So we spent a lot of time together and we played very similar sports. So he played basketball. I played basketball, track. I mean, everything. So we spent a lot of time together. So I remember doing life with him and fighting and um, we had our own cooking show that we made up with each other. Yeah, we used to make... Um, what was it? We made tuna sandwiches. What was the show called? We didn't have a name. Oh, okay. You're it just, was just our show. Yeah. Okay. So we would make tuna sandwiches for our audience. And, Yum. Um, and then we would... We just had a lot of contests and just like fun things that just got us, you know, busy <laughs> around the house, you know, and we would play basketball together. So we, we had a really loving house. Yeah. Um, but we were, again, like... We did a lot of life Hustling. by ourselves because yeah. my mom, she worked a lot. 
So um, that kept us busy, but it was great. And I, I did I did a lot at school and I played a lot of sports year round. So while I would be at home, I was oftentimes at school the most. Like I would go to school, stay after school to do all my homework mm-hmm. and then go to um, practice and then come home and eat and go to sleep. Whoa. So that was my life. Yeah. For the majority of my life. Whoa. Yeah. Um, did you, would your dad pop in and out or like, was he? Yeah. yeah. He would come visit and that was always fun. We would sometimes go to, um, like theme parks. So there was like water you parks. Go to Hershey, you ever go to Hershey Park? Mm-mm. I think that's in Pennsylvania. It is in Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. But no, okay. No. So there was this place called um, Water Safari that we would go to. Mm-hmm. And the slogan was, Water Safari, where the fun never stops. Boom, boom. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but. <laughs> Did it never stop? It was stop? like my favorite place to be, like, during the summertime. Okay. As you can imagine, like, sometimes it would get to, like, negative 40 where I grew up. Oh, Lord, It's no. really cold. I'm basically part Canadian. We I was closer to... Canada than I was True. the next like major city. So we were really close to the border. That's where we would go for like field trips and such. I would. Did you go to um, Montreal? Mm-mm. No. Oh man. No. But um, I wish I would have known how really close I was and have grown up and like had a car there because it would have been a different story. Right. But um, my dad was there. He was present and we would come to Florida almost every summer. Okay. So I spent a little bit Pretty of time here. Pretty connected still with your family yeah. down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when I would see them, and then we would go and retreat back to the north. <laughs> Oof. In the freezing. I know, but it, it, when you grow up in it, you know, like, you're used to it. Now I can't do anything else. Yeah, me either. Like, this is my winter. This is winter. I'm not doing the scraping the ice off the cars and the waiting for your car you got to a car warm, warm up. up car and driving on ice. Yeah, we would have like no icicles from our our roof to, to the floor. The floor. And we lived in a two story like townhouse. Yes, and they would just be like thick and sharp and. Mm-mm. I mean, but it's good living. No, I, I mean, love it. I, I couldn't do it now. Right, I can't do it now. Then, back it then, was yeah. Great. I mean, I grew up with all four seasons. Yeah, but. Now I feel like I'm my blood is like water. I could never. I feel you, girl. I don't know. I enjoyed this winter. Like even this morning, I was like, "Oh, it's cold." I'm low key over it. You're low key over it yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like the cold. I just need to pick one. You know, the warm and cold thing. Okay. I'm not really a hot and cold girl. Like yeah. just be. This be season has been not cool because it's just been all over the place. Like cold sometimes and then freaking 80s and yeah i'm thankful that i'm still with my good health (sighs) yes yeah so what was major like as a human in like middle school high school era like you as yourself Hmm. i was um one of the popular kids amazing yeah (laughs) always trying to get there Um, i was definitely one of the popular kids not for like any reason that I wanted to be, but it was because I played so many sports. Ah. So I played so many sports and I was very active in things like we had a dance crew and Did you run for any offices? Mm, I actually ran for office when I moved to Florida, which was so weird. I didn't know anybody. Like your last thought, year? Yeah. I was like, well, let's just give this a try. Okay. I didn't win, but that just shows you like how much I wanted to just try to be a part of, you know, whatever situation. What was, I was your in. last year? Where did you go for your last year? Apopka High School. Apopka. Mm-hmm. That's just very unique. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All very, right. Very unique. So it's a huge jump from upstate New York to Apopka. Yeah. 
def- different tone, different ways of being, mm-hmm. different everything. But um, I played because I played so many sports. I had a lot of friends, mm-hmm. and my sister and my brother. We all went to the same school, of course, at different times. Sometimes at the same time. So our teachers knew us. It was very studious. So I I mm-hmm. enjoyed. My, you my got you got years. to ride that wave a little bit. Oh yeah, it was great. Right. I think the only year that was semi problematic for me was the fifth grade. I dealt with a little bit of bullying. Um, it was really short lived. Okay. But um, after that, it was it was peachy. It was great. Wow. Yeah. So cool. I'm very grateful for my for my school years. <laughs> In public school all yeah, the way? Yeah, public school all public the way through. School, right? Mm-hmm. All the way through. I'm a public school kid. Did you have a favorite sport? Oh, man. I loved all my sports. Um, I would say maybe, maybe volleyball. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm learning new things. Yeah. I was oh. also a cheerleader. I don't know if you knew that. No. So far, so you cheerleader. So as you may know, or may not know at all, cocktails are kind of my thing. At the end of a long day, or any day really, crafting a drink, whether it's simple or more complex, I really look forward to a delicious cocktail. Plus it makes all conversations better. Tito's Handmade Vodka is always a go-to for me. It's the perfect thing to have on hand to make just about any cocktail. That is what I love about Tito's. It's so versatile. Anything from a Moscow Mule to an elderflower martini to a white Russian. Plus, Tito's Handmade Vodka has won a million awards, but for real. It's been distilled six times and won the SF World Spirit Championship. So the next time you are looking for an incredibly drinkable cocktail, pick up some Tito's Handmade Vodka. Plus, you should head over to titosvodka.com to read up more about their story and pick up some delightful recipes. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so all the sports you did was volleyball, cheerleading. Cheerleading. Track. Track. Basketball. Basketball. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's year round. So you're in something. Every, all the all seasons. Year. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the seasons. Yes. And that wasn't exhausting for you? Absolutely not. Okay. I need every ounce of that you, same energy today <laughs> because right. I was just, I was able to do everything. And mm. I, but I, as much as I love sports, I love school just as much. So you loved academics. Oh my gosh. I love to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved every bit of school. And did was, you get good grades? Yeah. I was very competitive with myself. Like I needed mm-hmm. straight A's. And my mom didn't put that pressure on me. I don't know where it came from. I'm did sure your, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> did your siblings have that feeling? Were um, you trying to like keep up with them? Nope. No. Um, my, just, my brother, he was, he was, you know, good in school. He wasn't, you know, Mr. Rockstar, but he right. was also an athlete. So he was more of like the athlete, um, you know, jock type guy. Right. My sister is very studious as well, but, um, I just love school and I love to learn. I just, I liked to achieve, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I put my effort toward things. So my teachers, they. You like to achieve? I did like mm-hmm. to achieve. Okay. I know. Right. I know. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but school, school was good for me. I actually really love education and like to learn. So it wasn't like, um, it wasn't a hard thing for me. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a drag. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Anytime. Um, so as we grow into our adult years, we get to really shape more of more of 
who we are and what we do and what happens to us. And, um, some things we still don't and still out of our control. But, um, as you've grown in your adult world, has there ever been like a time or a season that has been, um, like a harder season or like devastating event, or has there ever been something that you kind of like experienced and then you figured out how to kind of move through that and then continue on with life? Yeah. In life. Um, I honestly think that like this season of my life is that season. Really? That I haven't exited yet. Yeah. And I'm dealing with it as best of course as anybody can. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, amid, um, life changes in general, whether it be like job changes, getting married, Mm -hmm. um, getting older. I'm 30, but still 30 was hard for me. 25 was hard too. I know. I roll. Say what you say. Uh, (laughs) My gosh. Um, But I feel like I'm really growing. 30s and thriving. 30s are going to be your best. I love it. Yeah. I'll take it. They are. They've been my best years, but. um, I love it. mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm in that right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm in um, various seasons and they shift quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm having to look back and figure out like, oh, wow, what happened then? Or how did I come out of that? And what can, where, you know, how can I learn? Okay. Um, This is the first season of my life where I'm like, not necessarily open to outside counsel, like, you know, talking to a therapist or a counselor, just like walking through things, but I'm actually doing it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you seeing a counselor? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. That. I'm trying to be more consistent, but They yes. are the jam. Yes. So, yes. Um, and they're also just like the stresses of when it sounds bad, but a lot of good things happening mm-hmm. and it can be overwhelming at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to process that. So, yeah. um, you know, some pretty wild things I think have happened over the past couple of years that sure. um, have made me both happy, but then some things have really rocked me to my core and I've had to reckon with those things. And, um, how do you, how do you usually, what does reckoning feel like and how do you kind of move um, through that? Yeah. So I feel like that looks different in a lot of different seasons for me, but, um, at my core, you know, my faith, and God really helps me get through everything. So I think it's getting back to a place of balance and awareness that um, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. And mm-hmm. when I get to a place where I start to doubt that and I allow that doubt to kind of like really seep into like my my core and the way that I believe, yeah, that's when things get rocky for me. So if I keep a level head to the best of my abilities mm-hmm. and I'm aware of things and I'm working toward and I have my faith in God, I typically get through and I'm able to look back and be like, mm. okay, it was hard, but we did it again. So um, I'm I'm grateful, but there's been a lot of crazy things like sickness has attacked a lot of people in my family. My yeah. sister, a couple of years ago, she um, suffered from endometriosis. And she's a big advocate, of course, for women and learning more about their body and those things. But um, she had a near-death experience. Oh, wow. And that was maybe about two years ago. My dad was diagnosed with cancer about two years ago. He's healed now. But that was crazy. So just like, you know, like things like that that happen where you're like, I didn't expect that to happen to me or somebody in my family. Sure. And you hear about things, but when it hits you right at home, you know, it makes you 
look at life differently and interactions and just it gives you a new perspective. So yeah. All right. But I'm grateful. I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a good spot right now that even in the midst of even in the midst of, of uncertainty. Of uncertainty. Yeah. All right. Because it's all for me it's about perspective. As long mm-hmm. as I'm grounded, I'm okay. It's when my feet start to float a little bit off the ground. I'm like, whoa, what's happening <laughs> right now? Looking at the water. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty grounded right now. Right. Yeah. I have to give myself a little bit more credit than I than I like to think, but I'm pretty grounded right now. That's a good space to be mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially in this holiday season that we're in. It's pretty nutty. Yep. Has there been in your adult world something that you've um really worked towards and accomplished and had a, had a sense of achievement or pride in that you have been um, really honored to have accomplished or moved towards something or something happened to you that you felt like, wow, I really, I really put a lot of effort and I, and I got to see something like pretty amazing come from that. My hard work has produced yeah. these results it's crazy because I, I as you're asked as you're asking me that question I'm thinking about a lot of things that I could probably um, speak to but I think one of the biggest things that I didn't realize was important to me but I see now is my home hmm. um, you know I lived in my home for a long time before I made it like my true place of like rest in like my dwelling place place and I'm still working on it now but when I bought my home what was it maybe four years ago now um I got it just because I thought that was what I was supposed to do you know you get a house um but since I've gotten married my husband is a big advocate <laughs> for like buying things and getting getting a, the home to be a place mm-hmm. where we can go and actually rest and dwell mm-hmm. and be comfortable because I'm like a pack up and go type of girl. I'm not really worried about like the frills of things. Just right. get me there. I just have to rest and I'm good to go. So um, lately I've been looking around my house and just being very grateful for not the things, but um, the effort, the energy and the faith and the money that I've used, that we've used to invest in this place that we call our home. Mm-hmm. It was so important. And I didn't realize how much, how much, impo- how much importance it held. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we talk about, you know, growing our, you know, our family, right. um, we have to have a place for babies, you know, not just like a bed, <laughs> like actual furniture. And yeah. A, a place, place to eat dinner. A place to eat dinner. Not just so. standing up in your kitchen. I know. So as, right? as the pieces have come people together. People invited over to inviting your Inviting people over. I know. <laughs> so sometimes he'll call me and, you know, I'll be sitting on the couch and he'll say, babe, come look at the house from this angle. And I'll get up and, you know, we'll both just kind of be in awe of where it started because the house is definitely not look like the same house I purchased right. a couple of years ago. So I remember um, when you got that house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a different color, different floors, mm-hmm. different everything. So it's one of those things where, as you know, when you have all the things that you want to do, you're always looking at what's not done versus what is. Mm-hmm. And when I look at what is versus, you know, what's to come or what I want, I'm at a place of um, extreme gratitude and yeah. thankfulness. And it's like, we did this. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah. A lot of work. Step by step. Yeah. It's, yeah. At a, it's at a good place where it feels, I mean, there's still projects to yeah. be done, mm-hmm. but it has like furniture in it. It has yeah. nice floors yes. and your kitchen countertops are yeah updated and beautiful. Yes. Right. Thank you. So you can have people over. people in your space <laughs> yes. and have a space that you feel like, like even we'll get to resting, but a place that you feel like. Yeah, really, I can go rest. That you can go rest, mm-hmm. not just like have a TV in your room. Yeah, that was me for a long time. On a time. dresser. I lived in a, <laughs> I lived in a, what I felt was a one bedroom apartment, but there was a whole, whole house. Whole house. <laughs> right. that. Yeah. <laughs> but there was no furniture. Nope. No nothing. Nada. Just the bedroom set up. Whole bedroom. Yeah. That's all I needed. That's all you needed. That's all I needed. In your television. Yeah. Things have but changed. Things have grown. Yeah. Yeah. Growth. Growth past mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I'm grateful. So as we as we grow, we grow into a greater awareness of ourselves. And the Enneagram has been something, <clears throat> excuse me, that has been very helpful for me to learn about myself mm-hmm. and about other people. And even since I've known you, we've kind of come into this together over the past couple of years and it really is pretty remarkable. I think that we innately are created very differently. And so that expresses itself in so much, so many different ways, the ways that we work, the ways that we play, the ways that we spend our money, the ways that we communicate, the ways that we love each other. You know, like it just, it has really the Enneagram being this kind of like roadmap, if you're not familiar with it, is is a roadmap of different personality types. And they have nine different types that you kind of, I think mostly, I think we're all nine types and mm-hmm. we're not like, the Enneagram is, is a tool to be helpful and not a tool to just say like, I place you in this box right. or I place you in this number and you're only the attributes of every single thing. Right. It's not jail. It's not jail. Right. Yeah. It's not, it, it, I find it very liberating to have a fuller perspective of all of, of our whole personality and to say, I really, I think that I really have been given these gifts and they kind of reside in this personality type, which mine of course is an eight and yours is most definitely a three, (laughs) (laughs) which is such a needed thing because we need people that can see the vision Uh and they can know how to go after it and they don't give up. Yeah, that's it. The three is the achiever. I am an achiever. So the three (laughs) is success oriented pragmatic, um, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious, which I think before we even knew this, all of those characteristics, I think that would be a good fit for major. Would you? Yeah. Agree? As you know, you know, sometimes I haven't wanted to be a three. Mm -hmm. And that's probably when I'm being a quote unquote unhealthy three, right? Um, but when I, when I read things about threes, I'm like, wow, that's me. Mm-hmm. Especially like the little, you know, little things they put on Instagram where it's like, <laughs> if a three was in a grocery store, they would be doing X, Y, Z. And it's true. Like it says you be less catching up on podcasts. And that's exactly what I do in the grocery store. Right. So it's just little things like that where I'm like, 
okay, I guess it is me. And then when I dig deeper into the descriptions, I'm like, yeah, that makes, that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's you. Mm -hmm. A three. Yeah. Which is funny because that's always, it's, uh, you know, I love little number things. Sometimes it's just fun to think about, but three is always my favorite number. Oh. And I was born on March 3rd. So I do know that. It's yep. like when I found got out I was married three, on the fifth, like, but got married on the fifth. So close. Yeah. So close. So I yes. was like, oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely. Is Fuego a five? He's actually a one. Oh, he's a one. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Can you? The a perfectionist? Oh no, we gotta talk about that. Okay. I was very shocked to find out he was a one. I guess oh. I just had I don't know, I had other thoughts. Okay. But I'm also not like an Enneagram expert in sure. all the descriptions, but neither am I. Yeah. So I, yeah, he's a, or, yeah. or I was thinking five too. Cause like, I, th- I know that he loves to absorb knowledge oh, Yeah, and he loves his alone time. Yes. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. Very, yes. but he's a one and I'm a three. He's one and three. Mm-hmm. One's threes and eights are very similar. Yeah. I thought he was an eight. You thought he was an eight? I swore he was oh, an eight. okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I was I was proven wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does he self-identify as a one? He's not really into He's not really brands. into it. Um, but when I explained some things to him, like when I read it off, I think he, I think he got a glimpse of it, okay. you know, and it made sense. But as you know, with a lot of people, you got to like warm them up to these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is this Enneagram thing? But, um, like, as you said, it can be liberating when some people feel like it might be putting them in a box. Right. Um, and it's all about perspective, right? As we know. So, um, but when I read it and I, I kept reading little, you know, descriptions and such, I was like, wow, that actually is, that sounds a lot like him. Mm. So he's definitely a one. He's definitely a one. And you're a three. Yeah. Because you, I think no matter what you put your mind to, you really, it's, it's maybe less about the task at hand, which you definitely have a, a definitely very niche and a passion and a skill for maybe certain things, but I've seen you excel, like whether it's sports or academics or running a business, your own small, you know, small business, and then you're working within your role at your company. For you, I think it's always about how can I take on this challenge and I want to like crush it and do the very best job that I can. Yes. No matter what it is. Yes. I do like to achieve and, and do good work. I believe that, uh, I believe that I'm, I'm a part of why, of course we all are here is right. Is to do good works in the earth, right. And what we're called to do. But, Mm -hmm. um, if I can, I don't really like, I don't really like mediocre. I know. You know, you don't. I believe like we're called to excellence in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to, and excellent is different to every single person, which is what I can appreciate is like what I might consider excellent. You might consider like, meh, you know, right. But I believe that I, I should be excellent in the ways that I know that I can be and that I should be. Mm-hmm. And I like to think anything else is unacceptable, <laughs> but that's where grace comes in for myself. Like, ah, uh, maybe it's okay, major, you know, uh-huh. but I like, I, I like things to be done right yeah. and well. I think it's that's important. good. I think yeah. that is important mm-hmm. for sure. Now, I think that we can talk about 
your wings and you're, and you think you're unsure of which maybe. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Right. Our friend Stefan said the wings are kind of like you're holding hands with both sides and then you're, you're part of both of them. And maybe one is like pulling you a little bit harder than the other one. But I think it is also very curious when we read this, I think it's very clear to me. Uh, (laughs) So your wings are either a two, which is the helper and then the other wing is the four, which is the artist or the individualist. Okay. That sounds like both. Are, yeah, that sounds yeah. like me. So the wing two is kind of named the charmer. And three with the wing four is the professional. Oh. And I feel like you embody and you love to be in that professional world. And you love to be able to present yourself as a professional. Um, so, and I also think the four has a, um, the four is, is the individualist. So, um, oftentimes also called the artist, which you, I think have a lot of creativity within yourself. Mm -hmm. You have your own blog Mm -hmm. that you love. I think that's, that's, so to me, that sounds like work, but to you, I feel like, I feel like it is fun and that you love putting together six ways you can pack for the holidays (laughs) (laughs) or like 10 best coffee shops in Orlando. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Or here's something fun to do on a weekend. Yeah. I would not find any pleasure in that. (laughs) Um, but I'm, but, but you have, I think an outlet and I mean, we can also talk about your small business, but having creating that you really enjoy. Well, that makes sense. My Instagram is major creates. Right. Yeah. I do love to create. I believe that that was a big part of what, why I was literally created was to create things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like in my life that can take shape in many different ways. So whether I'm like creating for work or for fun Mm -hmm. or for a business, um, but there's something about creating to me that I really enjoy. And that's why I created my blog because I needed, I needed an outlet right. to brain dump and do all of these things that like, and oh, that'd be a fun you. story, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, or just fun, you know? And it's worked out and it's a fun place for me not to stress, but to write and express things that um, I believe are important to me, but that I also feel like could be of interest to other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think those sound spot on. Right. Wait, that was the, that was the, that was four. Yeah. Okay. Three wing four. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not two. What did you say? The other one? I mean, you are, we are all two is the helper, which is the charmer. Okay. So when I think of you, I think of you more as the professional than a schmoozer and the charmer. I think that you come in, you're here to do business, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit more about the schmoozer. Um, I don't know. So a three is there because they want to achieve no matter what. Uh-huh. Um, so part of that, I think, can be that you can, like, charm your way into achieving whatever it is you want. Okay. I feel like maybe the professional, like, comes in and is, has, like, the plan of action and is maybe more direct and is maybe less about, like, the personality, um, you know what I mean? Like coming in and being just Hmm. like winning people over with just like, I think I'm actually a little bit of both. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Because especially in the workplace, um, 
you know, I give a lot of presentations. I Mm -hmm. have to like work a room and host Mm -hmm. and do things. So I can totally, and I wouldn't call myself like a schmoozer, but I do like to engage with people when I'm there. Sure. You know, so yeah, I could see, I could see a little bit of all that. Yeah. That's good. And we are kind of both of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's maybe more. That's why they're my wings. They're wings. Yeah. You got to like kind of realize that. Um, I would love to know. Um, do you think having knowledge of the Enneagram has made you more aware in your relationships and your work, how you lead at work? Yes. Um, I would say less at work, but more just in general. And it's weird. And I think it is because I'm such an achiever. I have a more, I'm more aware when I'm unhealthy. I know Mm. more what unhealthy three major looks like. Within work? Just in general. Oh, in general. Like I can like spot it. I'm like, whoa. This is getting, because running, getting away from me. Yeah. Or just because when I started to equate, um, my value with what I achieve and I'm like, oh shoot. Yikes. Unhealthy three alert. <laughs> because it's easy for it's me to go you. into that place. Right. And it's, it, it makes, it doesn't make it any better that the areas in which I've decided um, or that I've actually, I feel like been led to um, do as far as work, mm-hmm. um, whether it's in the retail business through my, one of my companies to um, working in PR, which is very results driven, very image driven. Mm-hmm. Like everything is about the numbers and being seen and being heard. So a lot of it is not even just for me, but it's Mm. what I achieve for other people, Right, you know, that gives them that notoriety. So it can be, um, it can be challenging, but um, I definitely have a better understanding of myself. And I, I, once I, once I understand somebody else's number, I'll try to do some research on it so I can like up my game. Like, oh, what is a four again? Mm-hmm. And it gives me a little bit of understanding um, concerning sure. them. And it gives me opportunity to to love them differently, mm-hmm. to listen to them or understand. Mm-hmm. Because I might I might realize that maybe they're not in, a be- in their best place or the, their mm-hmm. best selves at that moment. And I or know that. Or they're coming from a different perspective. Yeah. Right. Right. We, or, we interpret life. Yeah. Or I don't know that maybe they just very, need very differently and quiet time. But they're a little bit more silent and more reserved. Sure. Because that's normally not how I am, you know. So when I have that understanding about somebody else, I'm like, oh, okay. That's really just their personality. Mm. Not anything else, but that's just who they are. Yeah. So it's good. Has that shown up in your marriage at all? Oh, yeah. Learning how to... Well, now that I know... His Enneagram. I'm like, I went on like a research rampage. I was like, what is a one? <laughs> um, but it, for me, be, I look at the Enneagram more um, internally than I do externally at other people. Okay. For me, it's like, this is a tool that I can use to continuously learn more about myself, explore myself and realize things that I might need to enhance and or change. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in different places, whether it's happy or sad or frustrated, I'm like, what's happening here? And oftentimes I'll... You check in with yourself. Yeah, I'll revert back to, well, where am I right now? You huh. know, like, how am I, how are you doing, Major? Yeah. Uh, because then those things will impact how I see everything and how I interact with my husband. Mm-hmm. He might he might have done one thing and it shouldn't have impacted me like that. 
but because it triggered something within yeah, you. So that those are ah. little things that just make me like say, oh, okay, well, what's happening there? So I definitely have a better understanding of self and um, an understanding of just how people interact in general. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. I like it. Um, I would love if you could actually give us kind of like a glimpse into your role at your job and then the things that you have helped to create and all the things (laughs) that you do here in Orlando. Yeah. We got all the time, girl. Oh, shucks. Tell us. So I've been um, working in PR. This year was actually 10 years Mm -hmm. celebrating my little anniversary. And you went to UCF. I went to UCF. Yes. So, um, did you enjoy the academics there? Oh, yes. I remember I love school. Right, I, I wanted know. to go to grad school, but that didn't happen. Right. Um, so I did nine internships in college. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Definitely not the achiever. Just floating through, know. floating through college. No. See, I didn't think about it like that when I was in school. I was nine. just like trying to learn and grow and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually wanted to work in fashion PR um, as a student, and I moved to L.A. Um, for an internship. I moved I myself know. out there with my my sister helped me move out there. When? And what year? This is before I met you. Um, I know. Oh, okay. but I lived there. Okay. In two thousand five. Um, it wasn't two thousand five. Okay. It was after that. So I moved out there for an internship. I lived in Santa Monica. And I loved every bit of it. And then I, when I came back, I realized I didn't want to work in fashion PR anymore. And um, I ended up interning for a magazine here in town, um, Playground Magazine, great people. And I got my first job through a quick email exchange. And I worked at that PR firm for um, almost seven years. Okay. And I did a lot of food and beverage, Yay. hospitality. Oh, yeah. It was mm. just... I was living the life. Mm-hmm. It was as much fun as it was stressful. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to grow every piece of thick skin I needed for this harsh <laughs> world we live in. Because PR, especially in the food industry, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with chefs and restaurants and arts and culture, um, it's a lot of work, but it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And... I'm so grateful for the opportunities I had there because I had I had traveled all over the U.S. like from L.A. to the Hamptons to Vegas. I mean, I lived it up. Mm-hmm. So I worked with a lot of cool restaurants um, in town and throughout the country. Um, I don't know if you want me to share any of them, but yeah, um, of course. Well, we had a heavy roster back then. Yeah. I worked with. Um, John Rivers for many, many years. Um, when I started my career in PR, it was around the first year anniversary. So I was one of the first events I ever did was his first. Cows um, and Cabs? No, oh. the first anniversary of his first smokehouse. Oh. On Fairbanks. Okay. Yeah, that was one of my first like job events. <sighs> I used Way to back. live around the corner oh. from there. Yep. So mm. where the where Hunger Street so is right good. now, mm-hmm. that is where the first Four Rivers was. And I had the honor and pleasure of working on that team mm-hmm. and helping them grow and, you know, tell their story all over the, the nation. Yeah. Um, I worked with um, Dragonfly. 
I worked with Chris Nurse Prime Steak and Lobster, Peter Book Chocolatier. Mm-hmm. We opened Snap, their um, their first space on um, Colonial. Colonial. Who else did I work with? D. Um, I mean, the list just goes on and on. And we the did you work with do anything with James Beard? Yes. yes. So. The agency that I worked for, they were based out of Miami. So we did a lot of work with James Beard. So mm-hmm. we would um, always do South Beach Wine and Food Festival. So we would um, we would go down there and do events for clients. And then um, we would do events like um, Chefs and Champagne in the Hamptons. And we would... Um, How's that? That's got to be like it was a so surreal cool. moments. I don't know. like Literally it's- like... Incredible. When I think back now to all the things that I did, mm-hmm. it was like, it was so good. I loved it. We, I remember my, 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 my boss at the time, maybe three or four of my other coworkers went up to the Hamptons. And of course, rooms are like $700 a night for like a motel. <laughs> so we like bunked up. You were in the Hamptons. We were in the Hamptons though. Right. So we bunked up and then we got cute the next day. Like... <laughs> We were coming out of a four-star hotel. Right. And we went, and it was it was glorious. It was so cool. I loved it. And, you know, we had all the food and drinks that we wanted and mm-hmm. entertainment. And, I mean, when you work in food, it's just, it's another type of experience. It's not like anything mm-hmm. else when you work in PR, in my personal opinion. The experiences opinion. that you have. Yeah, they're just awesome. And, yeah. Um, Working in food really helped me get a firm understanding of um, not only just how food tastes, mm-hmm. but it gave me a deeper appreciation for um, how food is sourced and farmers and things that really matter um, in in the culinary and agriculture communities. Sure. So I'm sure I missed out on a ton of clients and I'll probably be like, ah, why do I think about them later? But um yeah, that was awesome. And we, yeah, Cows and Caps was another big event that yes. I was a part of as far as the inception. And we did that for many years. When, what year did that start? We started that in maybe, I think they're on their... 2013? I feel like they just celebrated their seventh year or... Seventh year? Okay, so that So maybe 2012-ish. Okay. Something like that. Um, before I left that position, um, we launched Beard and Baldwin mm-hmm. and that was fire. That was such a fun event. So it's still going, I know. Yeah. Very proud of them and the work that they're doing. So I just had, I had an opportunity to immerse myself in the food and, and really shape your role. Oh yeah. Because a lot of the jobs that you've had have been remote. Yeah. I've worked remote. So you can every job. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great that is, because yeah. it gives me um it gave me and still does give me a level of autonomy mm-hmm. and um a sense of ownership, which without owning of course a business, but it gives me the ability to um put healthy weight on my shoulders to do a great job mm-hmm. you know and make sure that the businesses grow and shine um so it's, been it's you yeah yeah it's me it's the three and me running right <laughs> running running a satellite office i know right that that's was a big a, deal yeah it'd be a awesome. pretty big self-motivator yeah uh-huh and i do it now um where i work and it's been really cool and the work that i do now is 
completely different than mm-hmm. I did in my past role. Sure. I've had um, the opportunity to do work with like Carnival Corporation. We rolled out something called the Ocean Medallion for them um, at CES, which is huge. Seven days in Vegas, walking miles and miles per day at this huge tech show. And um, I've got to work with like cannabis clients now and higher education and just stuff that I never thought that I would do. Mm-hmm. Um but it's all proven to be so beneficial for me as a as a person in communications because it just gives me such a well-rounded perspective. You know, it's not just... And more skills. It's not yeah. just food and beverage. It's not just food and beverage. Right. That's To me, that's my bread and butter. Right. Um, that's what I love to do. But, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of it now. So it's put me in a really good place. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your side projects? Got at least two or three that I can think of. Yes. Oh, I don't know what the two or three are. Maybe is the blog one of them? Project Pop. Yeah. Your your blog, Major Crates. Mm -hmm. And then your side um, clients that you have. Oh, like yes. you've got some still pretty like great people in, yes. in the in the F and in the F and B. Yes. Um so yes, Project Pop. Um, which I'll be renaming soon. Renaming? Yeah. And rebranding? And rebranding. New things coming in 2020, 2020. Baby. I didn't know there was a new name coming. Yeah. I wanted to do it for a while, but I just never pulled the trigger. But um, Dana Eats Popcorn. Hmm? Dana Eats Popcorn. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good name. <laughs> so, yeah. I started that company the same year you started um, Dinner. Dinner Party. And that's amazing. So, yeah. I make um, organic kettle corn. And I... Um, Make it out of a really cool shop called Wonder Made in Sanford, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I ship it nationwide. And I do a lot of events here locally. And Tell me some of the people that have bought your popcorn. Oh, Come on um, now. This um, is like worked, I know. putting Orlando on the map and making me proud. I know. I've worked with um, the Ritz-Carlton. Um, I recently did a really big event with Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't Martha some, Stewart reach no, out to you? That, that's no, that's Wonder Made. Wonder Made. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, I've had some really cool features like in Essence and Well and Good and mm-hmm. some really cool outlets. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for everything. I feel like it's a, a business that as much as I want to let it go sometimes, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like God just sends another email and it's like, wait, don't do that. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> so I'm really um, hoping that this is the year that um, my commercial machine that I purchased um, this year, which was a huge move, will um, make all the popcorn that I need to start to satisfy some of these local um, store orders and allow me to continue to grow the business in the way that I want to and that yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to. And of course, the blog. Um, I launched that this year. That was literally my desire just to create, mm. like just wanted to create a place where I could write, whether anyone read it or not. For me, I'm just like, I wrote and I love it. It's just, a, it's out there. It's just a fun it's way it. to express. hundred percent. Um, this is, I, this is my blog. This is your blog. Yeah. I love it. Cause you don't have to I'm write not anything. a writer. Like I don't love, like when people are like, so one, I'm not a, like a journal journaler. I know that that mm-hmm. a lot of people really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I've just never had that medium as something that was cathartic for me. I feel you. Yeah. So either it's like 
praying or talking out loud or talking with people. Mm -hmm. But then this to me is like, there's no pressure on it. There's no nothing. It's just just like, it is just a creative way for me to share people's stories. I love that. And it's so much fun. Yes. And you don't have to write or, or I don't have to write words (laughs) unless I just write this little paragraph that says like, I sat down with major. It was great. You should listen to do. (laughs) Right. I'm actually not a journaler either. Okay. And I, Sometimes I feel like that I should be. That surprises me, yeah. Um, but I'm a notebook collector, but I'm not a journaler. So I take a lot of notes and I write down a lot of things, but there's been something really challenging for me about being consistent with my thoughts. I'd rather speak or... Um, Same. Yeah, I'd just rather speak and talk about things versus just journal them all down. Right. Um, so that's that. And I've, I've been very, what's it called and where do we find it? What major creates.com? Yeah. Oh, and then eatprojectpop.com. Yes. And eatprojectpop on Instagram. And where would we buy or find you to buy your popcorn around town? Right now I have been popping up at, um, Mm -hmm. Eason's evening exchange. Mm -hmm. So I'm there typically every other month. If you check out the Instagram, you'll see, or if you go to their um, Instagram account, they always do a great job of promoting. And then you can always order online, eatprojectpop.com. And if you're local, I can meet up with you and um, drop off a Get bag. You some. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can order it. People who order it um, locally, they typically get it a day or so later. Because when I get orders that are local, well, really in general, I make them um, fresh. So um, after a day or so, it's kind of like prime shipping, but not really prime. It's major shipping. <laughs> <laughs> By hand. By hand, right. literally. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so I also have the honor of mm-hmm. just helping some other local businesses shine and tell their stories. And, um, yeah, I work with Hawkers, Asian Street Fair, my people. They're mm-hmm. awesome. And um, I work with Wonder Maid and Credo. And some, probably some other people that I'll be talking about soon, but not right now. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Girl. I I stay busy. You stay busy. It's all good. Mm -hmm. I'm in this place right now in my life and in my career where I really just want to fill my life with meaningful things that Mm -hmm. get me excited, that make a difference, and that um, are cool. Like death to lame things. I want nothing to do with lame things. I want to do fun things that make not only me excited, but they do great things for other people. You know, I'm into that. Yeah. I feel like that's what life should be about. Live your life with meaning, impact, and community, maybe? Absolutely. I've adopted Credo's motto for my life. Credo's Credo. Credo's Credo. Yeah. Literally. I'm here for that. Yeah, or credo. Yeah, that's just, yeah. that's my credo. That's your credo. Absolutely. It's a good one. Well, I appreciate so much all the things that you do and just having you in this community and being a friend for since 2011 or 12. So mm-hmm. now seven or eight years, but yes. you're someone that's been a very dear friend to me. And just yes. the level of excellence that I've seen you produce within Orlando is pretty remarkable and I love that people love to invest here and I think that that's something that you have the talent to do and you could go and bring that to any other market but that you keep promoting Orlando and Orlando brands and that you keep working hard and doing good work and we need more people that have that outlook 
and that work ethic. And I think that you do that really well. And I just appreciate you around town and in my life and just having friends that are pretty like bomb, you know? Yes. Right back at you. (laughs) So (laughs) I just want to take the time to make sure that you know that you're so valued in this community and that we're lucky to have you. And I am very lucky to steal your time as much as I can. I appreciate you stealing (laughs) my time. We always have a good time together. (laughs) So speaking of time, you have a lot of things to do and you have, obviously we all have limited time, but the last topic of conversation is my favorite. Yes, I know. I don't know (laughs) that it would be on the top of your priority list. And this is an issue we've had together over the years Mm -hmm is the topic of rest and how do we kind of step back and renew and restore and retreat and take actual physical time away from the work. And you work a lot around the clock sometimes. Yeah. Um, What are some ways that major kind of has has space for rest too, whether it's like play, mm-hmm. discovery, um, retreat, physical resting. What what does like what is what are your practices that major um, enables to find some rest in her life, or does she? Man, oh man, man, oh man. Well. <laughs> You know, I didn't rest for many years. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's something that I have to um, labor into, literally. Sure. um, Work towards resting. Because I can go and go and go and not realize how stressed my body is Mm -hmm. until, like... You crash and burn. People normally tell me, like, you're not stressed. I'm like, I don't think so. Do you think I'm stressed? (laughs) (laughs) They're like... I guess my tolerance level can be pretty high sometimes, and that's not always good. So um, I think it was after you and I had talked maybe a year couple or years so ago, ago. Um, and then maybe like a year after that, I was like, well, I'll try this Sabbath thing, you know, because I understand how important it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to do it, and it was so helpful. And I don't know what – I think it was maybe – once I got married this year, my life has just been, I mean, it's not just because I got married, but rolling right out of a wedding into a new year and new things, my schedule has just been really crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say that I am not well rested at all. Um, but I've been really working on developing new morning routines. Okay. And, um, that's thanks to my husband because he is, um, yeah, he can create a routine and stick to that baby. So I am really working as hard as I can. And it's not always easy, but I try to get up as early as possible. So around five, (sighs) I haven't been as successful in the last maybe week or so, Uh two weeks, uh, two weeks, but I'm getting up earlier. Okay. So that I can do five work. is very early. I know, but this is this is the thing. I don't know if the creator of the world is even up at five a.m. Oh, he's up. He's with me, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I only get I up don't for know. him. Right. So um, if I get up between at five mm-hmm. or five or six or whatever, let's be mm-hmm. liberal with ourselves. Um, I can Still early. I feel you, but I can get a lot of work done between five a.m. 
at 8 o'clock. Because I have to leave at 8 to go to my job. So if I get up at 5, realistically, 5.15, mm-hmm. I can work out. I can eat. I can pray. I can send out a ton of emails. So if you get emails from me at like 5, 3 in the morning, <laughs> this is why. But I get to do a lot. So I, I get to do as much as I can in the morning. Doesn't that sound like rest to me? But listen, okay. when I come home, I have nothing to do. Ah. After work, I'm just looking around Freezing. like, what the heck am I supposed to do with my life? Right. So now I, if once I begin to call master a, that, sister. yeah, I can reach out to people. I can go on a date with my husband. I can go to sleep early. Mm-hmm. I can go to an event and not feel like, oh, I have to go to work. No, that's for the morning time. So All right. as I begin to work on that a little bit more, I believe that I will um, create some good resting patterns for myself. But rest for me right now is um, watching reruns of SVU. <laughs> And um, going to church is very um, is very restoring for me. Mm. Um, so I, I love being there because it, it's always like a reset for me. Even if yeah. I went there exhausted, I leave energized and inspired. And yeah, just spending time with like some friends and family all is, right, all is right. good. But I want more sleep and more like chill time. I yeah. love that. But it's far and few these days. But in 2020... We're coming back strong. <laughs> I'm here. I am here. We're to, coming back to strong. Help. I'm literally going to calendar um, mm-hmm. vacation time mm-hmm. and days where I'm not. I know I'm not doing things. And if I put it on my calendar, then that I can is be a way that you do stop mm-hmm. working is through. You guys like to get away sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be leaving soon, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I just like little mini getaway things, but I have to schedule it. If I yeah. don't schedule it, it's not happening. Right. You can forget about it. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So I'm working on it. What would be your dream day off? It could be here. It could be anywhere. Money is of no object. Like if you had a major day of just rev- revitalization, it could be. Shucks. Sleeping could be exploring the city. It could be eating. It could be coffee. Like, what would your ideal morning tonight be? So twenty four hours. Yes, I would. It would be during the holiday time. Okay, but imagine if like Christmas holiday was in the summertime. So I want it to be warm. <laughs> it well, could, this it is anything that I want. Summer holiday, right? I know. Well. I'm just imagining my family in one to, place. Like, Australia, in, in, but in the holiday season, typically I have like all my favorite people in the same place, right? Girl, we're dreaming here. Okay, well, yeah. we're dreaming. Okay, yeah. so all of my people are here in Orlando. I wake up at five, and I am a day of rest. Yeah, all right. I still wake up early, even when I'm like it's a chill day for me. There's no sleep in. I don't do that ever. No. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I know. Not computing. Okay. Back, okay, back, back, back to, to my you. moment. Okay. Okay. You got so this. I am. I get up at five. I am likely um, spend a little time with God, get my stretch on. Then I'm likely going to work out. So I'm going to go work out. Maybe okay. go to a spin class with a friend. Okay. Get nice and sweaty. Not me, but somebody else. Somebody right? else. Yeah, not you. <laughs> um, would you go to yoga with me? Yes. Okay. Yoga. So we can go to yoga. I, I don't do spin. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. So we'll go to yoga, and then we'll leave there and likely go get um, coffee con leche. 
Fair enough. And then in a perfect world, I would likely probably be going to a church service. Yeah. So that I can sing my heart out. I'm telling you, it's like, oh for me, God. it is my place of rest and restoration. Okay. I love it. You so, get to own your day, girl. Yeah, so I will okay. go to church. All right. And I will sing my heart out, spend time with my people, give the Lord his due praise. And okay. then I will likely um, catch a flight. I'll, I'll catch a flight. Here we go. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'll catch a flight. And my husband and I would likely go to Portland. Yes. We Oregon. Portland. Yes, because we haven't gone and we want to go. I've never been there either. Yeah. Need to make I have been wanting. I have been wanting. So we would go there, and um, but I missed out on my family. Wait, go back. Stop. You just already saw all your family. No, I didn't. I didn't see all my family. Oh. So okay. after after church, I'm going to have just a quick lunch with my family. Okay. So all my family's all right. there, and we're likely eating something spicy, probably Indian together. Mm. And then my husband and I will catch our flight okay. and go to Portland, find the local coffee shops, okay. and enjoy coffee, get something to eat, and then likely just go back to the hotel and rest. Chill. That to me sounds like... Glory. Heaven on earth. Okay. Yes. I get my family time. I get my workout. I get my husband time. You just check all those boxes. I check all my boxes. Yeah. You get those are travel. all the things that I'm like wanting to do. Right. But they all happen at different times of the week. So even when I'm, but I'm an active rest person. Okay. I'm not like sure. a, just like lounge Sit on, on the, the couch. couch and- which I, I wish. <laughs> but when you go back to a hotel and chill. Yeah, but then I'm I'm still probably doing something. I'm probably writing a blog post. And that's enjoyable. That's enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. But like resting to me at my house might be like cleaning the yard or sweeping the floor, something like that because it's it's like therapeutic for me. Okay. I know this is this is I all love, spectrums of the Enneagram. Yes. We, <laughs> we are entitled to our But that, own. that that would be a really cool day for me. Okay. And it's it's like no frills right. besides like the, you know just like the huh, let's just fly to Portland, why not type of thing. But I'm into that. Yeah, I'm just really chill and just good family time and good mm. fitness time. Mhm. Beautiful. Good. I love it. We're working on it mm-hmm. and we've gotten far there yeah. than before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're much better yeah. than I was before mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it. It's, it's for me, it's practice. Yeah. It's, I'm, and I, I have to learn how to master something before I become a mom because I can only imagine shout out to moms out there right? who balance everything because I, I will probably be itching for the rest that I get today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful for what I have now and I'm going to do my best to, to get more rest. And um, in the meantime, I'll just enjoy life Yeah, with my coffee. It That's keeps me going. Great plan. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. So as we wrap up, is there any last kind of like mantra or motto that you would share with us? Yeah. Um, yes. So a couple of things, um, that I really hold true is that, um, your thoughts control your life. Hmm. So for me, thought life and the things that I say are very, very important and, um, so whenever you might be down or doubting 
or just in a place where it's like, what's happening? You've typically allowed something maybe to get into your thought life and then you're expressing those things and then it becomes reality to you. So I try to um, control my thought life to the best of my abilities, right? But it's active work. It's not like something that you just do naturally. And I am, um, especially going into 2020 now and going into 2020, I'm working on being loud and being bold because I have um, a tendency to um, sometimes draw back from things that I really mm-hmm. want to do um, and maybe not as be as loud about things that I'm doing. So right. I just want to be loud, be bold, be excited yeah. and just shine. And whoever wants to pull on that shine to power up their engines, they mm-hmm. can do it. But if we're, if we, if we actively work to, you know, get a handle on our thought life, the things we say and yeah. be loud about the amazing things and the bad things, we will be bold and encourage people, mm. you know, and we'll all be able to fight another day. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here with me. Thanks for having spending me. Spending this time with me. Yeah. Um, so if we were to find Major, let's run through again all the yeah. ways of finding you. Okay. Either around town or, or, or online. Super. All right. Online, you can come check out my digital home, which is majorcreates.com. On Instagram at majorcreates. Um, you can find my popcorn business at eatprojectpop.com. And that's the same Instagram, eatprojectpop. And you can find us oftentimes at the Evening Exchange at East End. And you can always shop online. And then if you want to see me anywhere, you'll probably find me somewhere in Mills 50 (laughs) or (laughs) at some local coffee shop drinking one of my favorite drinks. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, thanks again. Until next time. You are so welcome. Thanks for being here. See you guys later. Yeah. Thank you a million times over for listening to Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I hope you have enjoyed all of it. If you have, would you do me a huge favor and rate, comment, and subscribe for more Cocktails and Conversation? 